Hello and welcome to Weekend Rental, the podcast where we discuss video games, movies, pop culture, and anything geek that comes to mind. This is episode number eight. I'm Ryan, and with me today we've got Andy. Hello. And Justin. Hey, everyone. All right, fellas, how's everybody doing? What have we been uh, playing? What, what, what have we been watching? Anything exciting? I think all three of us have still been kind of in a destiny hole. Am I correct? Yeah. Well, I've been in yeah. some kind of hole. <laughs> Starting it off right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess Justin and I talked a lot about Destiny 2 last time, and you we talked you into picking it up. Um, what's your take on it so far, Andy? Uh, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. I just got to level 20 uh, earlier this week. So nice. kind of ready to start that grind. I haven't even gotten to the last uh, planet, I don't think. Uh, it's pretty easy to get to level 20 in that game, obviously, just by doing yeah. side missions Surprising and whatever. Yeah. Um, which is good. Events? Yeah, a lot of public events. Yeah. Gear grind comes now. <laughs> yep. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I mean, I'm guessing toward the end, I'm going to really not be liking that part. But uh, hopefully, it's not that many hours overall to get, you know, what is it, 275? Is that where you want to be? Yeah. About, I mean, you can get to 260. Like, I feel like the progression to the light level, like 260, happens at a really steady pace. Um, it's after that that it starts to slow down a little bit. You're not getting, like, the instant gratification where you're always picking up something new. But, I don't know. I mean, you get to do plenty of strikes and uh, other public events leading up to that that keep it interesting. Sure. Yeah. You get the Crucible and the Trials of the Nine on the weekends. Sure. So what do you get out of the Crucible? I'm not a big multiplayer guy, or, you know, PvP, but what do you get out of it? Uh, well, you get a chance at any type of gear. Um, you get, after you complete a match, you always have the chance for any Engram to be given. Is that you, based on like performance? Or not? No, it's just okay. random. No, yeah. Um, yeah, Ryan gets Engrams all the time in PvP, and he's not good. <laughs> no, I'm awful. I actually really dislike the PvP in Destiny 2 a lot. It's not for me. I I enjoy it. I wish it was a little bit more like the first one, because I do like the 6 versus 6 instead of 4 versus 4. But it's, again, this is kind of nice, too, because it's smaller teams, so you're not always in battle with a full team, I guess. I don't know. Sure. But, yeah, the, with with the Crucible, you have a chance that it's not like separate gear between PvP and raid gear or anything, so you just have a chance at Ingrams. Cool, and that's like maybe five minutes a match or so. Yeah, um, yeah, right. five to ten minutes, I suppose. Um, depends on what game mode you get. Have you liked the campaign so far, Andy? Yeah, for the most part. I mean it. It has that weird, like, just Halo style to it, where in, you know, type of storytelling, like where you're just kind of like, what is going on here? You know, like. Just the terminology that they use. Yeah, Bungie's kind of weird like that, but I think it's even more coherent than a Halo story, to be honest. Not yeah, that I think so too. Makes a lot of sense, but yeah. it's a little less out there. Yeah, there isn't um, like a tentacle monster that's grabbed me from the deep yet and told me some <laughs> complex story about life. Yet. Yet, right? Yeah, that'll be the next expansion. <laughs> yeah, um, and then like. I like the characters in there, but I don't really know where they come from because I, I have to imagine those came from the DLC from Destiny One, 
I have no idea. Maybe, but like I feel like all the characters, even with the DLC, were so lifeless and hollow from Destiny One. Yeah. That it didn't matter. Like I didn't know who Cade. Like when they were showing the trailers, like Cade Six. Like I didn't know who the hell that was. Like he was definitely in the last game, but I, there was no connection to him. I, I mean, at least I didn't have one. I don't know, if sure. Justin, if you remembered anybody. I don't think there was enough story built around any of them to recognize any of them. To be honest, right. from the first one, that's probably it. Like Cade was probably there the whole time, but he had no personality, so I have no, I don't remember him at all. You know, where in this one, at least he yeah. has like a little bit more. There might have been some of it in the DLC because uh, they added that extra planet or whatever in one of them. Was it Taken King? Yeah, Taken King. You had the planet. other planet that you yeah. had to go to, and that was instead of the tower, it was that place. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like Zer was like the most memorable character from Destiny One, and that's only because like you went to him to get shit. Yeah. Friday. Yep. Not because he was a good character. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the star of the game though is uh, Failsafe. Yeah. The... Oh my god, amazing character. Yep. Yeah, between Failsafe, your ghost, and Cade Six, like there's just so much back and forth in that segment of the story. I've heard some people complain that. It was too much, and the other guys were stupid, but I, I don't know. Like, I pretty much laughed the whole way through that, that section of the game. Yeah, for sure. That was that was a great bit, I thought. But And and the art, I feel like, is a lot better in this game, too. I mean, the, the worlds are... Yeah. Compared to, like, the moon and all that other stuff in the first one, it was just a little bit blah, I guess, but... Yeah, I so feel like it still color. grabs me every once in a while where I'm like, holy shit, this looks incredible. Like, it feels like a fully fleshed-out world. I mean, some of the views are just awesome. Yeah. yeah you, you can see it in the first one. It's like the moon and then, what is it, Mars? Like it had a lot of the same texture. It's just different right. color. Yeah. I feel like that's where IO kind of falls short. Like, that's why I hate going. I mean, it's a smaller segment, but, like, IO is so blah. I, I don't like that yeah. area of the game. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, though. It'll be nice if you grind a little bit more and get up to the point where we can get you into some raids and possibly... Well, strikes at least in a nightfall and get into a raid. <clears throat> I think I'd probably like to hang in there and try to get the raid completed before I put it down for a while and just wait for. I mean, I still like the game a lot. I'm just getting to the point where I don't know that I need to play it every day anymore. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's still really fun. Yeah, I think if we can get you in and do some public events and stuff, you'd get geared up quickly to where we'd be ready for that. Yeah, I don't think it would take long at all. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I guess my yeah. problem's been like I haven't been playing it every day either because I've been bouncing around a lot of different games lately. Um, oh, there's just so much good stuff coming out. Oh yeah. Um, another sequel, I guess. Uh, Steam World Dig Two for Switch is. I played that in probably a week. It's not a really long game, but I really put my time into that one. It just yeah. It's a huge improvement over the first one, and I really like the first one. And this one is just so much more like a Metroid to it, I think. Yeah, it's a great... Yeah, I mean, it feels so much more like a full package than the first one did, where the first one was just kind of like a, almost like a time waster. Um, I feel like they fleshed out like every little aspect of the game, like from controls and power-ups and pacing. Um, the visuals, I mean, they're not a huge improvement, but they're a little bit more polished, I think. Yep, yep, for sure. And, you know, a lot more tools in this one, you know, a couple more, I guess, for traversal and a lot more interesting puzzles, I think, in this one, too. Yeah, I'm really liking it. I haven't beaten it yet like you have, but <clears throat> I'm near the end. 
and uh, I'm kind of almost just holding off because I just don't want to finish it because I enjoy playing it that much. Um, but it's it's great. I mean, I knocked out most of it in a couple afternoons, and uh, I don't know. It's just it's so easy. The flow and the pacing and everything just makes it so rewarding to keep progressing through it like a, at a good clip. Um, I don't feel like I've gotten hung up anywhere. It's been frustrating. It's just been a awesome experience. Yep. I feel like you do the same loop like every 15 minutes, but there's always like a new tool or a cool upgrade that you got that you just want to like immediately take back into the mine and try it out. So it's, it's just like one more time, one more time, one more time. And it just, it's kind of addictive. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Well, and then just even like the drive to find like the next fast travel point. I'm always, you know, super pumped on the next area to jump down and fly back up. And I, I like that. Um, I like that just revisiting the surface too in this one instantly refills your lamp and your hearts. Like you don't even have to worry. Yeah, about that's that, huge. You know? Yeah, it just it makes it a lot more smooth and player friendly. To be honest. <laughs> yeah, um, and I guess the other one on the Switch I've been playing, which lately it just seems like it's just the perfect indie machine. But yeah, for sure. Uh, I picked up Golf Story, um, and that one is it's uh a golf game at its heart, but it's also kind of like a 16 bit looking RPG where you're uh, kind of, it's kind of a free range of all these different golf courses that you're going to. Um, you can lay down your golf ball at any point and just hit it wherever you want. There's a lot of like, so you do actually you know, play golf quests. Oh yeah, for sure. There's, there is golf, but uh, a lot of it is kind of like quirky quests on like, Hey, can you hit it over, you know, across this turtle to, the hole, you know, so that part's fun, but uh, the golf in it is pretty good too. I think um, I'm having a lot of fun with it, I guess. But I heard the story is pretty uh, ridiculous it's got, and funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a uh, some pretty good humor in it. Uh, you wake up, um, and then what I did was, you know, immediately check everything in your house because that's what you do in RPGs is just click everything because there might be an item in something, right? Uh, and that's Honestly, one of my biggest things in Destiny, where I'm constantly like, I feel like it's Borderlands where you have to look everywhere to try and find loot or something. It's like, it Destiny is just not that game, you know. There's some boxes here and there, but it's not not quite like that. But that's kind of my own problem. <laughs> um, but with Golf Story, the humor is pretty good because like when I was clicking around in my in my house when I woke up from getting out of bed, click the bed again, I hop in bed, and then basically take a nap and he's like i can't believe i just wasted all day that was a horrible decision and i'm like yes i totally relate to this guy well i heard like doesn't the story open up with you like getting on the phone with your wife or girlfriend and being like screw you i've got to go golf and you run off <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 basically you're like kind of a deadbeat it seems like <laughs> and you're uh <laughs> You're like, I'm going to make be a pro golfer and you go to the local golf co course and you know, the owner's kind of like a shitty guy who's just using you and he just kind of doesn't care about what he's doing in the golf course. He just wants to make money. So he's just kind of using you and basically like spy on, spying on like the other golf courses and you're just kind of <laughs> his, his handyman, I guess. But nice. yeah, so far having a lot of fun with it. I could see where it, if this goes on, you know, 15 hours you might get a little bit uh bored of the golfing but hopefully the, they kind of amp up the the ridiculousness to uh 
keep you going on that. You know, what is change that, it up. What does that game cost? Is it twenty or is it thirty? I think it's fifteen. Oh, fifteen. Okay. I might yeah, check I think it out. so. We'll see. Yeah. Well, I've been playing another Switch game also, sticking on the Switch train. Um, I downloaded. Well, I had the demo of Snipper Clips, and I played it a little bit with my wife, and she was just god awful at it. It was just, I mean, she tried, but it was sad. <laughs> Um, and then I sat down the other day with my five-year-old daughter, and she's incredible at it and loves it. So I bought the game, and we've been playing through it together um, after school and work at night, um, just progressing little by little. And she's amazingly good at the game. Uh, so we've been having a lot of fun with that. That is a uh, I I like that game. I like the puzzle elements, like the co-op. But once you get to like that third and fourth round of levels or worlds or whatever you call them in that game. It just gets so damn tedious. It almost stops being fun. Like, yep. I I think that's right where we stop too. Yeah. I don't know. It's I'm having a blast with it. My daughter and I both are. And actually, the crazy thing is, is I set I had to go up and do something upstairs. I set my son up uh, with my daughter, so they're five and three respectively. And they actually ended up going through and beating like four stages on their own from that from that first world. Is I was kind wow. of amazed. I'm sure my daughter did most of the uh, controls, but uh, still, kind of incredible. They were just, when they beat, the, I think the first one they beat together was the, there's a level where you have to essentially use a claw machine to pick the other person up to complete the puzzle, and that was the first one they did. Yep. You should have heard them, like, just the thunderous cheers of joy and, like, immediately <laughs> running upstairs so proud of themselves. It was kind of awesome. <laughs> uh, there was a, the two things I didn't really i mean a lot of those puzzles actually have a lot of movement requirements in there too yeah um and cooperative movements kind of so that gets a little bit tricky but i think the worst offender and me and my wife did this and we're playing through this game and at some point we were kind of just like yelling at each other and kind of almost got in fights because we're trying to explain what we the other person needs to do oh yeah but there's no real way to explain in that game it's or at least it's really hard to communicate the other person what you want them to do, yeah. and then it's just constantly not doing that, and then <laughs> both of us getting frustrated. Right? Yeah, <clears throat> I find like I bet every other round we get into like a discussion where it's like, okay, turn, turn, turn towards me. Like, no, the other way. No, the other way. It's, like, <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's an endless cycle of. But yeah, I would agree. At some point, you reach a frustration level where. I mean, luckily I'm playing with my daughter, so I can kind of keep it calm. But if it was me and my wife, I'm sure there would be, it would come to blows. So <laughs> That and like you're cutting out like an intricate thing that you need. And then the other person accidentally oh, cuts you. Oh God, yes. Well, so this is great. So there's, we got to one of the ones on like the third stage. And I don't know, we were playing this last night. I think you have to cut a spaceship out. So you have to cut, make three perfectly round holes, which sucks because it's so hard to cut that. And then you have to trim the outside of the ship. And we get all the windows done, and we have to cut one last corner out, which requires me to stand on, one of us to stand on top of the other one. So I'm standing on my daughter, and then I'm going to cut this last corner. Well, she's not paying attention. It's a joystick, not a D-pad. And she just keeps holding over and runs all the way back and presses the end of the button and just resets the whole thing, like wipes everything out (laughs) that we've done. And it took us like 10 minutes to get to this point. And I'm just like, well, we're done. Like, that was it. <laughs> we're done for tonight. Like, I just about lost it. Yes. Yeah. Frustratingly fun. Um, yeah. I could see where it got a lot of press at the initial launch. Um, 
I mean, I'm having fun with it. I don't know how much yep. more time I'll sink into a past where we've gotten, but you know, I would say it's a good family fun or feud game for sure. Yeah. I think it's a getting a digital or a physical. Oh, really? In a month or so. With, Are they going to have know, some extra content, content or something okay. like that? Nice. Yep. Nice. Yeah. I had a lot of fun with it the first, first few, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, is there, there's not DLC for it now, is there? It's just a standalone. Uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So outside of the Switch, Andy, you picked up something pretty cool. Yeah, going from, you know, this small console that you can fit in your hands to, uh, I feel like it's a thousand pounds, <laughs> especially when you're carrying upstairs. I got a Raiden 2, Raiden 2, I'm not sure even how you say that, uh, arcade cabinet, and I'm having a blast at that. Yeah, that thing looked awesome. Um, yeah, it, and thanks to you, <laughs> you found it on Facebook, gave it kind of a lead on this guy. Uh, I immediately like kind of undercut his price and he was like, yeah, I'm totally okay with that. So <laughs> it's nice when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially, you know, nowadays, anything on Craigslist or Facebook, it just seems like you see how many people look at it and it's like, well, 400 people looked at it. Like I didn't, why even bother, you know? Um, but yeah, this one is <laughs> a, it was not great getting it over here in my house, but now that it's in here, it's a lot of fun. Uh, I, the school that I used to go to right across the street, there was a bowling alley and they had three, uh, arcade games and this is one of them. So I put a lot of quarters in this game when I was younger and uh, happy it's here now. The only thing I don't like is when you own this game, have it on free play. Um, it doesn't have a turbo mode. So every time you want to shoot a bullet, which if, if you're not familiar, this is a, a vertical scrolling shoot 'em up game. Um, but anytime you want to shoot a bullet, you have to press the button down. So to just constantly fire bullets for, you know, if you're playing free play, it's 20, 25 minutes to beat the game. Uh, <laughs> hand gets a little bit tired. And if you do that, you know, for a week straight because you just bought this game and you're excited, uh, it's a good way to get carpal tunnel, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> you're going to have to just develop some little device to like sit on top of the button that just auto fires it for you. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like if I could f figure out how to like speed up the drinky bird, <laughs> I would, I would totally do that method. But... <laughs> I would love to see that in action. <laughs> yeah, kid. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Just tell them to just sit there. Faster. It's your turn. Faster. Push this button. Faster. <laughs> do you want a snack? Hit that button. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's Except that, they really like, whenever they play, they like the, the bomb button, which you only get a certain number of bombs. And <laughs> so you mean kind of like your panic screen. button. Right. Yeah. How so, many stages is that game? I think it's eight. It's pretty good. You get, to, yeah, you get out to space in the first, or the last few. Yeah, it's a I lot of fun. I thought you're in an airplane. Airplanes can go in space now. Oh, yeah, these ones can. Well, I guess Captain's Just launch right up there and go. Yeah, makes perfect yeah. sense. There's yeah. nothing that would prevent that physics wise. Right. Sure. I mean, can't go underwater though. Let's not be crazy. Yeah. So. We got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's really awesome, man. It's cabinet number three for you then, right? Yeah. Just the start of it's, your uh, collection. It's running out of space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully the end of that. <laughs> Otherwise I'm going to need a, a second house maybe. <laughs> it's totally worth it. Everybody should have a second house just for their arcade games. Yeah. I assume that's because you're getting kicked out, right? <laughs> yeah. You buy another one? 
I don't know if she can kick. That's him a hard out. part. I could she do she like can't get to the door because it's blocked with arcade cabinets. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think you're saying. I wouldn't want that to happen because I couldn't do like the whole jerk thing where I I'm gonna need this thermos. It'd be like I just need my arcade cabinets while I leave. <laughs> a little bit tougher that way. <laughs> and he gets kicked to the curb and he's like jamming three arcade cabs into the back of a minivan. <laughs> Got him on dollies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm going to have to get over there and play that one day with you. I, I really like the Raiden games or Raiden or whatever. Um, I haven't played yep. the second one a whole lot, so curious. Yeah, it it's out. a lot of fun. Yeah. But yeah, we I think we've all been playing a lot of games. Yeah. Guys, there's so many games right now. Uh, the one non-gaming thing I was going to bring up that I watched recently, I don't know if... Uh, I've referenced it quite a few times in the podcast already, but I love the Evil Dead movies. Evil Dead 1 and 2, Army of Darkness... Evil Dead 3 is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know if you guys are watching the stars show, Ash vs. Evil Dead, um, at all. Nope. But um, basically they just dusted it off. Like Bruce Campbell resumed his role. Same character, same timeline. He's just an older, fatter, um, same character he played in the movies. And they've, I think season 3 is coming up. Uh, the second season just came out on Blu-ray, so I picked it up. And man, that is an awesome show. Um, I think it was like 10 episodes, 10 or 12. It's kind of those movies, like the, the humor and the gore, like are almost perfectly suited. I think it's better suited as a television show than as movies, to be honest. And season two was just fantastic. They like recapped a lot of the evil dead stuff and actually kind of pseudo reenacted, uh, the plot from evil dead one and two and actually went back to the cabin yet again. Uh, so I think this is like the fourth time that Ash has been back to bottle or battle the same um evil old lady in the basement it's pretty awesome <laughs> highly recommend that wow. uh, if you guys are into just stupid slapstick humor with like gallons and gallons and gallons of blood dumped on top of it it's good stuff <laughs> like everything in that everything in this show like somebody cuts a finger like buckets of blood like it's just awesome it's so over the top <laughs> and the one-liners are <laughs> what's that Yes, yeah, it's a stars show. Star- um, stars, I don't know that it's said? streaming on anything that I've seen yet. It might. I don't have Amazon though, so maybe there. But yeah, I've, I've just been buying them on Blu-ray as they've come out. <clears throat> it's basically just like amazing fan service, Uh-oh. and I don't know. Bruce Campbell is amazing, as far as I'm concerned, too. So anything he's in, I'll always watch. Big Burn Notice fan? No, okay. I draw the line to Burn Notice. <laughs> I'd rather watch The Man with the Screaming Brain than Burn Notice, I think. And that was a pretty awful movie. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. I, I remember, like, they made a huge deal out of it. And then after that, I haven't heard anything about, like, people talking about it at all. So I had no idea that it kept going. I figured it was just, like, a one-season, like, miniseries or something yeah. like that. Well, and they kind of, they sort of leave every season nicely wrapped up but with you know the obvious loophole at the end so i think they could have ended it either at season one or season two and it would have been fine on its own but i guess season three is happening now so i don't know it's it's it very much leans more on the uh, army of darkness like humor side of things than um than the horror but it's i don't know it's great I'm i'm a huge fan of that stuff and it's right up my alley worth checking out (laughs) 
All right, it's time to move on to Buy, Rent, Burn. This is the segment of the podcast where each of us brings a game to the table. Uh, we play through them, and then individually we give our opinions and decide which of those three games we would buy, rent, or burn. Uh, this week's selections, Andy has gone with David Crane's Amazing Tennis. This is a Super Nintendo game. Uh, we're looking at the Super Nintendo version anyway. It was also on Genesis. It came out in 1992. Justin has gone with Super Dodgeball. This is for the Nintendo Entertainment System and was released in 1989. And I've picked Super Spike V-Ball. This is for the Nintendo Entertainment System and came out in 1990. Andy, why don't you tell us about David Crane's Amazing Tennis? Sure. Uh, I think we can wrap this up really quick because it says right in the name, it's amazing. And your two are just super. So... I win, I guess. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Can we we're, segment done? <laughs> uh, yeah, David Crane's amazing tennis is not amazing. I would say <laughs> that would yep. not be the adjective I would use for the game. I guess. Um, well, to be fair, David Crane's shitty tennis doesn't look good on a box. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the reason I picked this game mostly is just because of the career trajectory of uh, David Crane. He uh, was a high-up guy in the Atari days, did a lot of programming, designing uh, for Activision, which was kind of known for their developers and their talent. Um, He is the creator of Pitfall, which is pretty much a mainstay in all of gaming. Kind of a big deal. Yeah. Um, Kind of probably the most ambitious game on the Atari. I mean, I'm not well-versed in Atari, I guess, but... Yeah. We played that game today, and it's still like pretty impressive for what they pulled off in that game. Um, and then he went on to then form a different company, separate from Atari, which uh, he uh, started with his friend Gary Kitchen, which is another kind of high-up guy in the days of Atari and Commodore. Um, and they started Absolute Entertainment, and their first game was A Boy and His Blob, which we've already covered, and same thing, it was really ambitious for a NES game. Definitely had some flaws. Uh, wasn't perfect, but it was ambitious and totally different for that platform, I thought. And then from there, he said, apparently he said, uh, let's do a tennis game. And Seems like a logical next step. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not just like breaking barriers on like game design and how games are played and stuff like that to uh, kind of a boring tennis game. Run of the mill, I would say. Um, it's got some early '90s flair to it that I appreciate. A lot of pink, a lot of yellow, a lot of orange. Um, so I, I like that side of this game. Um, I think I've shopped at Foot Locker five times this week, just because I have this urge to. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, there's a heavy push of the Foot Locker brand. Yeah, there's sure. there is a must have been a huge co marketing deal on on this game. I think. Um, <laughs> I think there's like, if you look at the box art, I looked at some images and there's like a big freaking promo thing tied into Foot Locker too, right on the cover art. So really? Huh. It goes beyond just the in-game promotion. <laughs> yeah. It should have been Foot Locker's Amazing Tennis instead of... <laughs> right. Yeah. And then after this, David Crane went on to make uh, some games like Toys for the Super Nintendo based on the movie and Home Improvement and a bunch of uh, Simpsons Game Boy games that aren't that great. So I you have to wonder if he was a fluke 
and the people that were helping him were the real talent or if he just it was kind of coasting at that point he didn't care anymore yeah no i feel like what they went with with this game was to make like a true to life i'm watching a tennis game on tv but in video game 16-bit form um it's definitely like the focus is on the style and the the look of the game yeah more so than the game mechanics and i i mean it's it's clear been playing this in just a few minutes i mean most tennis games you'll struggle maybe your first few volleys until you get a grip on the control but there's just no solid or reliable control at all in this. It's just kind of a broken mess. Right. I mean, the, the the camera is basically at the same level as your player, where, you know, tennis most of the time is more of like an isometric view. Yeah. Just so you can see the whole field, I guess. And I will say uh, the animation and the graphics in this game are pretty impressive, especially that early on in the Super Nintendo Big sprites. Well, it's got nice large sprites, yep. yeah. But, I mean, when you've only got two of them, it's probably easy to pull it right. off, too. Right, yep. And a lot of well, animation. Well, actually, one. <laughs> right. Yeah, true. A lot of animation, but at the same time, it's like the you can't just hit a button and make it happen. There's, like, a wind-up to it. So, yeah, the timing on it was a little weird, or... like It's not, it's not consistent, I think, is the problem. Right, I feel, I, feel. I feel like when you press the button, an animation had to start then instead of just what you wanted it to do immediately. Right. My issue yeah. is the, the ones you had to run to hit, and you feel like you are far enough, so you swing, and you're still, like, you should have kept running for another, I don't know, <laughs> couple seconds. <laughs> like it, it stopped faster than it seems like it should have. I don't know. Yeah. Or it didn't place you where you thought you were going to be. I kind of feel like if... Like, the, the graphics and stuff, you know, are better than, say, if it would have been on the NES. But the gameplay behind it feels like it should have been NES to me. Oh. Not super. Yep. Yeah, there's no depth. Yeah. It's, and like, it's super loose. It's bad. Yeah. Speaking of depth, uh, you got to love when they when you switch sides of the court. They don't change the camera to also be behind you again. So you're looking at yourself across the court at ground level. So there's no depth perception at all and there's a big net in front yeah, of you yeah, yeah but then on the other hand it's strangely easier to connect with serves yeah exactly like it, and that's another like point to where like there's no consistency in the control scheme yeah it's just, i mean the perspective shouldn't change the timing of the buttons i press it's dumb how many times did you hit the net a lot yeah okay i just like to hear the voice clip double balls <laughs> double ball honestly the only part that i enjoyed with this whole thing was when in, the announcer like voiceover said advantage receiver and i just laughed like a little <laughs> that that's the highlight of this game for me right there it is yeah there was actually a lot of voice in this game overall yeah, a surprising yeah. amount yep but overall yeah not not amazing no barely even tennis <laughs> justin how about uh how about super dodgeball yeah um i guess i just kind of again Picked this game out of the blue. I seen it was kind of a sports theme, so um, picked it, played it a little bit, and uh, I don't think it's a terrible game. I I think the throwing mechanic and like you can't angle your throws; it just kind of throws however you want, or however it wants. And then the randomness, I guess, for where the ball bounces is kind of strange. But overall, I guess not a terrible game. I played worse games. I yeah, don't really it's kind know of anything a, about it. It's before slow. I played it. That's funny because it's 
kind of a cult classic. Maybe not even cult. It is considered like kind of a popular game, I guess, um, among NES collectors. Um, it's got a ton of flicker. Probably some of the most flicker I've seen in any NES game. And yeah, like you said, the controls are. I mean, I wish there was more depth. I mean, there is there is an additional layer of depth. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There's more than just catching and throwing. There's a lot there. But yeah, it's just such a slow-paced game, um, and that's kind of why I've never really gotten into it. I think maybe if I was playing couch co-op, it'd be a little bit more fun, but on your own, it's just it's such a grind. I mean, everything controls decent enough, but I don't really want to sit there and play a 10-minute match of dodgeball against the <laughs> CPU. And that was just round one, uneasy. Yeah. I can't imagine what it would be like if I was playing normal and like progressing through the tournament. I do like that you get the guys on the outside of the court on the other side. Like, when they get out, they go to the... Which is kind of bullshit, because you can't do that in real dodgeball. There's right. not, like, some dick on the sidelines waiting to beat you in the side of the temple. <laughs> I mean, come well, on. When we played it, they were behind you. Right. You had to throw it over like, on that You get out, you go to the other side of the court, and then you could throw it over to them, and then they can come back to your side. Yeah. Like, they, they couldn't get other people out, I don't think. But... This is... These are, like, Bush League rules. I've never heard of any of this. When you play dodgeball, and you just sat on, like, a bleacher up in the corner... You... Did we play dodgeball wrong in Lisbon? Am I? Well, I've never like when, seen people in the back. We played like you get out, you go to the other side of the court behind the team you're playing against, and then you you try to throw the ball to them. If, if the person that got out and is on the other side of the court catches it, they get to go back and play again. Right. Wow. Which they yeah. probably don't do that now because I think that was like a huge safety thing because all of a sudden you had the people like you had to look both ways, so you had to look at the huh. people behind you because they might have a ball, and then people. The other team obviously would still have some. So using those like rubber balls, you get smoked in the head because you weren't looking the right way. Yeah. <laughs> Your wow. face is just like bright red all day, <laughs> sore. <laughs> I <laughs> remember the foam balls. The last time I played dodgeball was in high school, and we had the rubber ball, and this, I had one that was like slightly underflated. So I threw it like a fast, right? Like I'm just gonna drill this prick across, and he was a dick. I'm not, I won't get into his actual name. It doesn't matter anyway. Nobody's going to know who it is. But anyway, so I whip it at this kid. He's just a little punk. And it was underflated, so the ball curved because I put downspin on it. So it curved up, drilled him in the face, and then I had to do laps. And that was like the last. that's my last dodgeball experience. And it was the best day of your then, life. It was pretty good. He played it off like a little bitch, though, and like started rubbing his face and like yelling. and like, suck it up, man. <laughs> totally worth it. Totally worth it. <laughs> But anyway, dodgeball for the NES. Yeah, is nothing like the real dodgeball. <laughs> so, th- so there were actually people. Like, see, I that I found that whole thing weird. Like, not only the people on the side, but people on the back. I guess I had never played with those rules where you had people behind. So, yeah, I never, never heard of the one variant. on the side. But yeah, either. But uh-huh. back is how we played it. And then you come back. We also, I think they switched to where if you caught it, you could get somebody to come in too. But yeah, that's what okay. I remember is catching it and then somebody would come back. But it's dodgeball. We don't have to overthink it, I suppose. <laughs> right? Yeah. Just dip, duck, dive, dip, and dodge, right? I, I wanted True. to like uh, look up, because I know they made a couple sequels for this game, too, like for Game Boy Advance. There's one in the GBA. Yeah. Yep. DS, maybe they made one, too. I'm not sure. But it'd be interesting to see if they actually you know were able to speed that up and make it you know more of a fast-paced game. I could see it being a lot more fun then. Yeah. Well, and I can, I, and like I said, I think as a couch co-op game, it's probably a lot better. But yeah, it's just it's too slow for me to really enjoy it a lot. Yeah, it is a Kunio Kun series game, correct? Yes. Yep. yep, it is. Which was 
which made a whole lot of sense for the continuity of that and like the sprite work and stuff over in Japan. But when they didn't, what they bring River City Ransom, World Cup Soccer, and Super Dodgeball were the only ones we got in the U.S. and they didn't have any explanation as to why these sprites look strangely similar. <laughs> yeah. When the art was like more realistic on all of them, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Solid game though. Yep. And then, so my pick, uh, Super Spike V Ball, because they're too cool to write out volleyball. Uh, I don't know. There's something about this game. I played this a lot growing up. Um, large sprites, a fair amount of flicker again. Um, it's a two v two beach volleyball game. Um, some of the things I like about this is the art style. Everything looks really good. It's got a good mechanic for the gameplay. Everything's about blocking, defending, setting up your next shot. Uh, and then uh, the music is fantastic in it. Um, and I actually really like the mechanic where when you're getting down to like the last three to four points, it changes tone and picks up a little bit. Kind of like go with the urgency of the match coming to an end. I think that's really cool. Um, I will say it was a little difficult playing this again by myself. It's not a very good one-player game um, against the CPU, especially because there's a ton of depth when you're doing co-op and playing in the same team because you can have the guy in the back set up to dive and pick up missed blocks. But when you're playing alone uh, on the CPU, the CPU second character or second player always stands too far back and will never pick up anything that you miss on a block up front. So you're kind of at this huge disadvantage playing it by yourself. Um, and I played like three games and wasn't able to beat the computer. Um, but I don't know. It's still, as a as a co-op game, might be one of the best uh, experiences in an NES game you can get, to be honest. I would agree with that. Um, I remember playing this many times. We had the, the combo cart with the World Cup Soccer or whatever. Yep. And um, me and my brother, me and friends would play it all the time. We're... You got two people on the same team going against the exact same setup that you had. One person up front to block and any misses. person in back is there to dive to catch it. And it's just so much fun. Yeah, same here. Um, kind of getting my wife into older games like that. That was, that was one of the first ones that I picked out uh, to, to nice. play with her. And, yeah, I think we both had a ton of fun playing that. Uh <laughs> I'm just laughing because, like, I pulled that game out, like, when my wife and I first moved in together. And I, like, we used to do, like, video game nights every once in a while. And I pulled that game out so we could play it together. And it didn't go that well. And I ended up just yelling at her a lot for missing <laughs> stuff. And she got pissed off and has not played it again since. But I'm glad it worked out well for you. That's that's great. Yeah. Not to say that we didn't. We played awesome. <laughs> I'm sure it was right. just as bad. <laughs> uh, but it was the thought that counts, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah it, it's a great co-op game like you said like playing it now to i just played it you know a couple days ago and it's the 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 cpu like you said just just not <laughs> not a very uh good teammate no it's pretty pathetic yeah. I, I do like the graphics though and you know having that target on where that's gonna land was a good addition to that game because they could have just as easily said just guess where the ball's gonna go you know yeah it turned right. it from a what would have been a terrible game to yep. a fun game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and for like a simple premise, I mean, you know, hit, bump, spike. I mean, there's really not a whole lot of variation to what happens in the game, but just like the mechanics are pulled off so well and just the whole blocking element. And it's so simple and so um, tight in the control department that it just, it really makes it a 
great game to, you know, sink some time into. The best part about playing this game for the podcast here was when I was playing it, my wife was down here and she'd look back and seen the game. And she goes, I'm guessing Ryan picked that one out. Half naked guys. <laughs> <laughs> she knows you, Ryan. That's, that's, I got nothing. <laughs> I thought, I was hoping you'd go with the, the very, uh, bountiful, like, um, score girl, but I guess, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. You're on to me. Uh, no, I don't like that game anymore. <laughs> all right, so now that we've gone through all of them and humiliated Ryan, let's uh, <laughs> let's go back through and decide which one we would buy, rent, or burn. Uh, Andy, we'll start off with you. Sure, for my buy, I'm gonna take up. Uh, I'm gonna take those oiled up men in Super Spike V Ball. <laughs> Uh, that is, it's a fun game for sure. It's, it's, I, it might be one of the best sports games on the NES actually. I mean, there's a lot of good baseball ones I would say, but super spikes up there. Um, top five for sure. Uh, for my rent is going to be super dodgeball. Uh, I probably would actually probably play that one more just so I could get a better handle on how it all works. I guess I did have some trouble figuring out how to throw it to the person that I want to throw it to, I guess. And maybe that's just random. I don't know. Um, um, and then, yeah, my burn is going to be David Crane's Amazing Tennis, which is, like I said, not amazing at all. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. It's just a, the amazing part is that you would put your name on a tennis game when then you know millions of people would look at that box and assume you're a famous tennis player when... Right now, that's what right. I was thinking. Right. No, I'm just a, I'm just a rock star programmer that decided to get into sports games. Yeah, that is, that's that's a good point. It's very strange. Yep. Justin, what are your picks, or what's your ordering? I guess. Well, um, for my buy, I am going to go Super Spike Volleyball, um, just because that game is actually a lot of fun. Um, especially two people just used to play that game all the time. It's a lot of fun. Uh, like Andy, my rent will be uh, Super Dodgeball. Um, it's a decent game. It it's a lot of uncontrollable play, but it it is a decent game. My burn is gonna be David Crane's Terrible Tennis, <laughs> and yeah, it's, the game is awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and my pick. Um, yeah, no surprise. I am a little surprised that you guys liked. Um, Super Spike V-Ball, I thought maybe I'd be the only one who really had uh, some love for that game. But yeah, I'm going to go with those uh, glistening men. And I'm going to I'm gonna buy Super Spike V-Ball. Uh, Sammy knows me very well. And I would also rent Super Dodgeball, which I feel like a lot of people listening to this, if they're big NES fans, are probably going to think we're crazy. Because, like, man, that game has a fan base. But Super Dodgeball, I just... It's a decent and interesting game. It just doesn't really hold my attention. And then I'm gonna to torch David Crane's lackluster tennis, <laughs> and possibly David Crane if he allowed me to. But that might be murder. Might be. <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up. I think it varies by state. Lighting another man on fire. <laughs> so yeah, we uh, came to the same consensus consensus yep. once again. Kind yep. of incredible. By rent burn, sponsored by Foot Locker. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> when are they sending okay. us the check? Yeah, I'm sure Foot Locker is doing real well in these brick and mortar yeah. days. We'll get used in souls. <laughs> like they've only been worn for by six people. It's fine. As long as we get the the outfit. Yeah the the uh, referee or what do they? I forget what they wear. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's, yeah, it's referee yeah, it's attire, isn't right? it? Yeah. I've been yeah. to a Foot Locker in forever. I know. I was thinking the same thing. I don't even know if we still have one here. Why would you know. do that? Like, for me, like the referee was like the enemy. He's like the worst guy on the field. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. No, that's probably why we don't see too many Foot Lockers yeah. anymore. David Crane's probably currently working in a Foot Locker. <laughs> Very well, could be. Let's see. <laughs> Oh, oh, in 2012, David Crane launched a Kickstarter campaign to fund a game called Jungle Adventure. The goal was not reached. <laughs> well, see, you bit yourself in the ass, David Crane, with your yep. amazing tennis. If you hadn't gone putting your name on everything, it sucked. <laughs> Did he title it David Crane's Amazing Kickstarter? Uh, Probably would have helped. It's so funny, though, like, what do you think about, like, Activision was formed because they were like, well, we want credits, you know? Right, and then him, he's like, "No, I'm gonna put my name on the front. It's this is gonna be my game." <laughs> yeah, the only way that could have been more obnoxious if he obnoxious is if he would have just like not even named his games. It would have just been David Crane's Game <laughs> One, David Crane's Game Two. Like you have no idea what it's about. He just numbers them as he makes them. I like his Twitter handle. It's at Pitfall Creator. <laughs> That's what he wants to be known for. I mean, can you blame him? I mean, that's probably the best credential. I mean, that is right. That's a staple as far as gaming goes. But yeah, if you're still latching onto that, I don't know. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He can have one bad tennis game and kind of a effed up blob game. Okay, starting off with some bad news. Uh, Tom Petty has died recently, last this last week, um, twice apparently, <laughs> which is a twice, good, yeah, pretty good record. Zombie Petty or what? Uh, he he was pronounced dead in the morning. Then the story came out that he wasn't, and then at the end of the by the end of the day, uh, it was confirmed he was. <laughs> so yeah, I guess they took him off of life support, and everybody jumped the gun and pronounced him dead because he was brain dead or whatever. Oh, they, okay. They were hoping for a miracle. But... Yeah. Yeah, he had a heart attack and didn't make it. And uh, 66, right? Yeah. That's overall pretty young, I think. I imagine uh, he did a fair amount of the drugs throughout his career, though. So they're probably, you know, tied into cardiac yeah. arrest and guessing put some stress on his heart at some point in his life. Yeah, more than likely, but... <laughs> You have Keith Richards over there too. So oh, that's true. Yeah, live on that yeah. stuff. So I don't know. I'm pretty big fan of Tom Petty, and I don't know if I really. He's just always kind of been there. It seems like like he's not. He's never been like the top guy, or like the world's favorite band or, or singer or anything like that. He's just quietly been popular for a he really had that, long like, time. Pretty big resurgence though, like in the end of the like late '90s, kind of right when. Aerosmith came back too yeah. for a bit. Like they both had surprisingly big albums for that point in their career, and then given like the music landscape, 
because yeah, they got a lot of radio play on like alt rock. Yeah, I mean, stuff. there's not too many bands that you could say that for that you know were big in the '70s, did really well in the '80s, and then survived the '90s pretty well too. You know, made some chart topping hits in the '90s too. Like you think about how music changed through those three decades, and to be able to be you know bestsellers and popular through pretty much the whole time right it's pretty incredible yep yeah uh what's your guys favorite tom petty song the only one i I know i actually (laughs) don't like tom petty i'm sorry (laughs) here i was gonna say everybody likes tom i mean I, i i would agree with you like tom petty is the type of band along with like ccr that like if you put on like yeah. everybody's okay with listening to it, and I'm the same. Like I have Tom Petty albums on my iPod. I just like couldn't name a song, but yeah, Free Fall. And now that you yeah. mention it, of course. Yeah, one that blew my mind that I didn't really know he was in. Now it makes sense. Have you ever heard of the Trevin Wilburys? The who now? No. Okay, it was like a band in the late '80s, maybe early '90s. It was basically a supergroup. It was uh, George Harrison of the Beatles, uh, Bob Dylan, Tom Petty. Roy Orbison, uh, and Jeff Lynne from Electric Light Orchestra, all in one band. Nice. Yeah. And they put out an album? Yeah. They put a, out a couple. I think Roy Orbison died during kind of in the middle yeah. of it. but Huh. That's cool. I'm going to have to check that out. What was that called again? Uh, Traveling Wilburys. Wilburys? Yeah. Hmm. And then I went down another hole kind of with Roy Orbison and found out the last song he sang was written by Glenn Danzig, which... <laughs> Really? <laughs> wow. That's not a connection I would have No, expected. not at all. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, I I don't know if I'm going to really miss him. It's not like one of those that even if he came to an hour away from me that I would be like, I need to go see Tom Petty, you know. But yeah, <laughs> when his song comes on the Tom Petty's like, he's going to be at the county fair, yep. and it's free with your gate admission. I'd be like, sure, yeah, I'm going to go watch Tom yep, Petty. Yep, exactly. But whenever one of his songs comes on, you know, I, I don't turn the station, I guess. And for the very last time on this podcast, we can talk about the Super Nintendo Classic. I I wouldn't say that. Might might be another time. I I think I'm done. You got one. Yes, though. I got one. I I'm kind of questioning. I think pretty much anyone who really wanted one got one, right? I mean, that's kind of the consensus. As long as you didn't have to work that morning, I think. <laughs> you know, if you were like that uh, committed to getting one, I think you were able to get one just fine. I was not that committed. Good. I walked into Target at like 11 and picked one up. So there's still plenty Which there left. Yeah. But, I mean, if you want one now, yeah. I don't know when the next restock is going to come or anything like that. So I could very well see I've it heard that a few there. stores have gotten like random like 10 or 20, but I don't know if that's true. I mean, I can't Okay. Huh. I'm sure there's going to be a few big ones yet before Christmas. You would hope so. Otherwise, it's going to be that whole thing all I mean, over again. Right. I, I would hope they pulled their heads out of there. I mean, it seems like they anticipated demand and were like willing to meet it. Well, I think that was the whole thing with the NES Classic. It's not that they didn't anticipate... I mean, they say they didn't anticipate demand. It's just that they were unwilling to produce more is really the reality of that, and it had to be. But yeah, I mean, it was nice to be able to get one. I took the morning off. I took the day off because I wanted to get one of these. And I made my wife take it off, too, and we both stood in line. The Targets, locally, I got the Target at 6.30 in the morning... There was like 60 people out there. There was no way I was going to get one. So I just drove over to Toys R Us, which opened a little bit later. They had nobody in line, so that's where I sat. I mean, I sat there for three hours, but 
<clears throat> most of it I just sat in my car drinking a coffee, and maybe the last hour and a half I got out and stood in line. No big deal. They had plenty of them. I think they had 32 when I was like 10th in line. Yeah, not bad. No. So what do you think about that? that second one for a buddy. What do you think about the hardware itself? I mean, it's the same as the NES Classic. I mean, it looks like the Super Nintendo. I don't. I like that it came with two controllers. I like that they're slightly longer. They could have made the cords a little bit longer, though. Um, I'm annoyed that they didn't do any like fast key combination to get back to the home yep. menu. I think that was a huge oversight, but, or not like maybe just put another button on there, like one extra button. Especially when you have like the um, rewind thing that they made a big deal about, and you still have to go up there and reset right. it to rewind. Yeah, I'll never do that. Although I haven't tried it, like with the NES Classic, you could plug in the um, Wii like retro controller thing and use the home button to get back there. I haven't tried that with the SNES to see if that works. I have to imagine it yep. does. So if that's the case, then you can always have that second controller on your lap and kind of cut back from there, yeah. um, which might work off to give it a shot. I will say I think the aesthetic with keeping the controller ports looking like they did in the SNES and like having this cheap little, not even hinged door, like just little plastic entangled door that pops off, sucks. It looks super cheap and crappy. Yep, totally agree. I agree. I like the control feel, though, like the actual controller. Yeah, they're nice. They've done good on yep. that. Yeah, they feel really tight. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's a good package. I think 80 is a little high. I think 60 should have been where the price stayed. Because, um, I mean, they're, yes, you're getting more robust games, but, I mean, 21 games with the inclusion of Star Fox 2, I mean, realistically, that's not a whole lot of bang for your buck. Right. I mean, I would argue that I guess, I guess if it didn't have Star Fox 2 in it, and maybe, like, Super Mario RPG, which are... Games that, well, Star Fox 2 you'd never be able to play. Um, I probably wouldn't have really even cared this go-around, to be honest. Sure. But Star Fox 2 was a big seller, I think, for me and probably a lot of us. Yeah, and if you want to play carts or, you know, kind of play the originals like that, uh, I think you are getting the best bang for your buck for, you know, if you're going to go buy these cartridges, you're looking probably at $400. Well, you know? yeah, So sure. But at the same point, you could, you know, the RetroPie stuff is getting easier and easier to do for people. And right. I do, I, or even just like anyone's got a PC oh, yeah, emulated sure. or even Android based phones. You could, you could be running these games. I mean, there's so many like uh, alternatives. Yeah. I guess I did love that article. Did you see I, that I, article? That was like, uh, why buy a super Nintendo classic when you can put all the games on a RetroPie and never shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I remember I yeah. heard that quote today and I just laughed my ass off. And like, somebody was like, the worst part about the SNES too, is hearing people never shut the fuck up about <laughs> the raspberry Pi. <laughs> like that is pretty true. Cause like that always yep. comes up and I mean, it should come up, but yeah, it is nice just to have like a box like that that just simply plugs in and just works. Um, and it does. So it's, it's super convenient cute looks cool on the shelf so another nintendo news i saw that <clears throat> there's a company on ally express that is selling aftermarket switch cases now um you can get like translucent and different color variants for the the shell of the system itself which would obviously require you to um, open it up but you can you can get a replacement for the uh, core device and then you can also get different color attachments for the two joy-con and change up some of the buttons so you get like the PAL um, color scheme instead of just the flat black, uh, which looks pretty cool. I think you can get them, you know, depending on which pieces you buy, it'll cost you anywhere from, they've got a price like 20 to $50. But um, I was looking at the crystal clear version and just 
looked pretty awesome to be honest. I think I might might bite and try it out. Any particular color? Um, I'm I want clear for the Joy Cons, and then maybe they've got like some solid colors for the system itself. I was thinking of maybe just going like with a solid like red or something. Sure. Um, for the for the main shell. Yeah, it just seems cool. kind of neat. I mean, I, I would assume it'd be pretty easy to do the the core system since really all it is is that back hinge. Um, and then I guess there's that little door I get uh, around, you know, the kickstand and memory card, but I can't imagine there's much to to that. And then the Joy-Con, I figure, it's kind of the perfect system to try something like this on because worst case, I break my Joy-Cons. You know, I can just buy a replacement set. It's not like I just bricked my console. I mean, not the Joy-Cons are cheap, but cheaper. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah it looks like they've got translucent, like pretty much any color you can think of. Atomic purple? Yeah, I think I'm going to shy away from that one. <laughs> Uh, Maybe I'll go Merca and do red, white, and blue. <laughs> yeah, just what Nintendo made it for. Yep, <laughs> totally. At this point, what isn't on AliExpress? I know it's just such a great, you know, open market for knockoffs and repros and doodads from Asia. Yeah, you ever ordered anything no. off of there? I ordered two multi carts. And they actually came from Japan and like a really, or China, it was probably China. They came really quick. I remember ordering it, like thinking, I think, like, I hope they don't steal my credit card info. And then like two weeks later, I got my game. So I was pretty sure. impressed. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Usually it's like four weeks. Yeah, exactly. They must have... And they both worked. Although a bunch of the ROMs were corrupted on the one multi-card. But hey, when you're getting a bunch of random ROMs thrown on, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh so yeah, kind of a light news week overall. So I figured since the beginning of the month of October, we would just kind of run through the free games for Xbox and PlayStation Plus. Um, for Xbox this month, we have Gone Home, the console edition, and I was greatly disappointed in that game. <laughs> I played that one on the PC. People made a huge deal about that game, and... It had some good atmosphere that never delivered for me, I guess. I'm guessing you guys haven't played that one? No. Nope. It's kind of one of those like walking simulator games, right? Yeah, it's more of like an atmosphere. You don't really do anything, you just explore the... Yeah, yep. Yeah. They, they make it out to be like, oh, you're home alone in this kind of creepy house. A lot of unsettling, you know, atmosphere, and it just doesn't pay off that way, <laughs> you know? It's not what it's... They're trying to... It's it doesn't match the atmosphere, I guess, the actual meaning. Um, sure. Is there a point behind it, or is it just walk around looking at stuff? It's pretty much a story that you kind of go through okay. and figure out why everybody's okay. not there, and yeah. But overall, it, and it kind of was first kind of known for like the kind of early '90s atmosphere to it too, um, kind of cassettes and stuff like that. Where I think Life is Strange has probably overtaken it in that department. Sure. Um, yeah, people seem to talk about that game a lot more. Yeah, and I've only played the first episode of that. I do want to get back to that and play that. But, yeah, not a whole lot on Xbox. You get Rayman 3 for Xbox 360 HD. Did not play that when it came out and did not play the remaster. So, I don't know. I have a sickness that I just, like, have to add it to my library. All those Xbox 360 backwards compatible free games. And I've, I don't know if I've played a single one of them. So maybe they're right. You know, I love that when they announce backwards compatibility, but I just don't know. Well, I I guess I don't really use it. 
even when it's yeah, free. Same here. I mean, I have the console set up. I'd rather just play it on the... Well, and then I told you I ran into this issue, too, with that backwards compatibility. For whatever reason, on Xbox One, you had to have a credit card on file to download the Xbox 360 games that were free through oh, backwards sure. compatibility. Yep. Um, and I don't have one on file, so I couldn't, and I just didn't feel like entering it because I don't use my Xbox yep. One. So that was kind of a bummer. I mean, I could have turned on my Xbox 360 and downloaded it, I suppose. But yep. Yeah. That's how it'll work. <laughs> yeah. So the only game I played when it was backwards compatible was uh, Black Ops 2, I think. And that was, I had the disc, so okay. I didn't know you had to have a credit card to download yeah, it. Yeah, that's... Well, it's also worth noting that while we're talking about free games, they're free games with paid services. Right. Yeah. To have Xbox Live sort of, on sort of free. They're free games you pay for. Yep. <laughs> totally worth yeah. it, though. For sure. Uh, you definitely get your money's worth out of them. I think you could, if you really weren't following news and like the hype of new games that come out, I think that would be living the dream of just having those services and playing those free games. Yep, totally. For the most part, they're Build up pretty quite decent. a library. Yep. I take that back. I I put on Peggle for the kids. That was the only <laughs> Xbox 360 game I've played. That's like a puzzle game, right? Yeah, sort of. It's kind of like Plinko from uh, Price is Right. <laughs> Price is Right. So you really just drop Pretty things much. and yep. watch them go. Nice. Um, but yeah, the PlayStation side of this month yeah, kind of blows the doors off of Xbox. Um, their big one for PlayStation 4 is Metal Gear Solid Five, which is... A masterpiece of a game. Uh, I love that game. It's got some of the best action I've ever played and kept me on the edge of my seat at all times. And there's so many ways you could attack a situation. It was it was pretty amazing. Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that one. I've wanted it for a long time, but couldn't justify buying it because I had trouble playing single-player games for a long time. But with it being free, it's the right price. So I'll get it and put some time into it. Yeah, I've wanted it for a long time too. I'll download it. I know that honestly, though, I won't play it because I'll have a huge backlog of other things I want to get to. I'll still be playing Destiny 2, and then we're going to go into the holiday season with new releases. So if I touch Metal Gear Solid at all this year, I'll be amazed. <laughs> Not that I don't want to. I do. I really want to play it, but I know I won't get to it. But I'm excited to get it in my games list for yeah, sure. It that is kind of the, the bummer part about it is that there are so many games out right now. Like I can't even keep up with the stuff that's released, much less the stuff that they give you for free. Yep. Um, and then kind of keeping with October spooky, uh, PS4 is also getting both amnesia games for free, which I am not a horror guy at all. Usually don't play those games. Um, and amnesia they say is one of the, <laughs> One of the uh, scariest ones out there. So I think I'll pass on that, but it's probably a pretty good deal for those that are interested. And then we can all pretend we're PewDiePie from yeah. 2012. <laughs> when he was innocent? Well, well at least less racist. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the big news is the PlayStation side is getting Battlegrounds for free. I think that's a misprint. Ouch. Uh, In terms of another game... You're you're referring to it? Yes, uh, Monster Jam Battlegrounds for <laughs> PS3 is your free game for the PS3 this month. Monster Jam Battlegrounds. Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of a cool game. It uh, see, 100 monster trucks are just kind of like dropped on this island, and then they have to run over enough cars and kind of like loot all these 
uh, salvage places to, you know, find enough weapons and grow to take out the other monster trucks. I know you're making this up, but I really want to play this game now. <laughs> who could? Who knows? That could be exactly uh, what that game is. So it's just gonna be, it's just gonna be a standard monster jam piece of crap shovelware game that they're giving you on PS3. That's my guess. I have no idea. <laughs> Well, we got handball last month for Christ's sake. <laughs> handball, like that. I've never opted to not download a free game before, and I was like, "No, no, I'm not doing that." Even David Crane couldn't come up with an adjective good enough for handball. <laughs> I couldn't believe that there was an actual handball game, like that it was made. Like, is that really a big enough sport in like European region? I, I just, I don't know. Must be, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Are we going to get anti-I over 2017 as our free game for next month or what? It's like ridiculous. Yeah. Well, speaking of sports games, do you want to talk about our topic this week? Uh, our favorite sports games. Yes. We all know that our listeners, if there's one thing that video game fans across the world can agree upon, it's that sports games are the reasons that we all have become gamers. They're wildly entertaining Super successful, and the uh, the gem in any collection. I mean, <laughs> it's it's the only reason to own a Genesis is to have 500 sports games. Oh, for sure. In my digital yes. collection, it's a gem. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought we would do a topic and talk about the ones that we actually like. Um, so I don't know how you guys want to kick this off. I mean, obviously we've been sports themed already with the Byron Burn. We kind of tied that together, but we're going to talk about our favorite sports games this yep. episode i kind of broke them out because sports games there are a number of ways you could do it um there are multiple styles at this point over the years um so let's kick it off with retro and i'm thinking you know nintendo super nintendo era maybe even before that if you want to but what are you guys' favorite retro sports games i mean i think super spike v-ball obviously if we're looking back is one of them and then base wars Base Wars is loosely, I mean, it's baseball with robots from the future <laughs> who battle. So, I mean, what's not to love about that? But as far as retro games, like sports games, that would pretty much be it. That I'll, I'll throw in Blades of Steel. And I never, honestly, I never really played a sports game on the Super Nintendo. I mean, not too much. Sure. I mean, I think in the early days, baseball, just kind of the, the flow of the sport itself, made made it easy to do on the retro systems. There was a lot of them. A lot of I would probably say the out of all the sports, baseball had the most. Yeah, for sure. Well, and back then too, baseball was still America's game. It has since fallen far, far off. Uh, I was an RBI guy. I liked that series quite a bit. Um, like you said, Base Wars is fun. I mean, it, a robot that shoots baseballs out of his arm that attracts any young boy. Yeah. I think. Right, and then like the dildo armed robot that like dildos <laughs> you to death when you're battling over the base. I, I'm sure it's not a dildo, but that was always what we thought it was as kids. I'm sticking with it. Uh, yeah, um, and then kind of moving into Super Nintendo, uh, you know, Ken, my friends had Ken Griffey played a lot of that. I had a Genesis, which hockey was awesome on that. Uh, I played a lot of World Series baseball, which is more more accurate, I guess, and that less. Uh, arcadey or you know simplistic i guess but and now i have uh baseball stars for neo geo which i love that game <laughs> that's a good series as well for yeah. NES. i 
Baseball Stars 2 for my Neo Geo X, and that yep. is an awesome game. I mean, retro for me would probably have to be Tecmo <laughs> just because it's one of a handful of games that I actually had for the Nintendo. Yeah, yeah I can't believe I forgot that. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I played that all the time. Like that, that would yeah. that'd be my favorite sports title from the NES. Cheating and watching the other players suck their <laughs> plays, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you, you could do that quite easily. Everyone did that. <laughs> We're all jerks. <laughs> Cheating jerks. It's funny you say that we just talked to a guy who was a, I guess, professional Tecmo Bowl player, right? <laughs> I guess he <laughs> goes to yeah. tournaments and is pretty good at it. So that... That game, as I've kind of known, is is still wildly popular to play. Yeah, I mean, I don't, this is like a hard topic for me because I never really, <clears throat> I mean, past like middle school, mid middle school, I just didn't, I wasn't into sports, so it's like I just <laughs> never touched on any of that. So like even Tecmo Bowl and Super Tecmo Bowl, like I in passing played a handful of games at friends' houses, but I never touched sure. a lot of this stuff. Then you got to throw Mike Tyson's Punch Out too, right? Yeah, That's the sport. But the, do you teeter that? Is that arcade style? Because like I could say NBA Jam for retro also, which is probably yeah. the only sports game I really got into on this. List, I, I, but it's like I, I guess I would classify I don't Punch know. Out as arcade as well, just because it's there's a lot more mechanics in there well, than the just arcade. straight up yeah. boxing, right? Yeah, I could see that. I guess. Yeah. Memorization. It is a great yeah. sports game, yeah. though. Um, yeah, I, I guess that kind of covers our retro stuff, right? I, pl- I mean, I played Madden back then, too. And, boy, so. that stuff does not hold up at all. Right. Yeah, I, um, I can't think of any other real sports games that I would have played. There's, there's a baseball one that I used to play, but I can't remember what that's called. Sure. Bases Loaded, maybe? Yep. Yeah, that would have been the other. Yeah, RBI too. and Bases Loaded. had They both went on three or four of them each. Yeah, played some of that, but usually it was Tech Mobile. Yeah. Um, and then one of the other styles I'll say is arcade style which i think punch out fits into that but the real stars are obviously nba jam nfl blitz yeah, yeah i'd have to go and nba jam would be my favorite one yeah i think so too i think i would take jam over blitz although blitz is still a ton of fun too totally holds up they both out of all these games probably those games hold up the yeah best. I, well they did the the remastered NBA Jam, I think it was, wasn't it? For Yeah, there was one yep. that came out for PS3. 360? Yeah, and PS3 and yeah. Wii. Then they spun off that uh, Midway, tried to <clears throat> cash in on the Blitz thing, and they did like NHL hits, didn't they? Yeah. like one or two years. I'm looking at my GameCube collection because like, I'm pretty sure I have that. But Oh, yeah, I do. I got hits yep. 2003. I have not played it yet. That is an uncommon GameCube game. So, congratulations. Really? Thank you. It has the manual and everything. <laughs> Complete. It's scratched up. I might have to use your buffer again, Andy. Yeah. But yeah, I think arcade style is hmm. definitely the way to go. They're the most fun with other players, too, for sure. You could have yep. a ton of fun with those. It, they had uh, NFL Extreme, too, wasn't it? That tried to be Blitz? Yeah, that was 999. <laughs> so yeah, it was. Uh we got to do, like, I'm telling you, 989 is going to be a topic one of these times. It's going to be awesome. What games you I'm going to curse so it's much. Like a, yes. A lot of pent-up aggression for that. 
episode. Yeah. You just ruined so much. <laughs> Everything that was good. Just flush it down the crapper. Then it turned into three four three. I know that was my theory, was that half of the development team went on to form three form three and they ruined Halo. <laughs> so but then they made Halo four yeah. and that's good. So yep. I don't know what to think. <laughs> anyway, well, so I'll I'll throw like a game out here, a franchise. I'll throw it under arcade because I don't know where it fits in in the rest of this because it's not fake and it's not simulation. But Tony Hawk, the series, even though it didn't go to arcade, I would say that that's an arcade style game. Um, I don't know. I I love those games. Like if you're gonna classify them as sports, which I'm going to, because I was a skateboarder growing up. Um, Tony Hawk Two for me was like perfection i think it's the best in the series because like it's all arcadey right and unrealistic but it limited the move set to a way that was like somewhat feasible um and then once you get past tony hawk 2 you get into like the half pipe revert to manual bullshit that just yeah it makes it a more arcadey game and like combo driven but it just it's not skating anymore i guess not really yeah it's funny that you can like almost do this whole topic in extreme sports games as well because you have the retro ones that are not great you got arcade ones i would say like tony hawk you got simulation ones like skate you know they all fit certain yeah. things what right. about like cool borders and what would you classify that because well it depends on what you're talking like <laughs> once 989 oh, no. got it it became like an action sports <laughs> arcade fiesta, but if you look at Cool Borders 1 and 2, yeah. those are just racing games, right? With the snowboarding coat of paint. And they're much better games. Fuck you, 99. Yeah, I mean, in a lot of ways, like, <laughs> S- the first SSX is mostly racing, too. A yeah. racing game. Yeah. Probably the spiritual successor to, like, the first proper 1 and 2 Cool Borders games, to be honest. And then there's that, well, there's that weird one for the Dreamcast, too. Um, Trick style? I, do, I always talk about how great this is. No, Trickstyle's garbage. Oh my god. That is an awesome riders. game. It's um yeah. Rippin' Riders. There we go. Yeah. <clears throat> and you could tell that was made by a lot of the same people who had a hand in at least Cool Borders 2. Um it's kind of like a very watered down version of that game. Like they didn't quite have the budget to develop it properly, but Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we could go on and on about extreme sports games, I think. What about like wrestling games and stuff? I mean, did you guys do that stuff on the yeah. 64? Or... Yeah. No I think those are more fighting to me. Yeah. Well, it's a lot more combos and stuff like that. I don't know what you classify yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Simulation. I mean, come on. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, when you're talking about modern sports games, you're talking about simulation and. That's kind of where I jumped off the train on sports games, just because it's like, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm looking for easy pick up and play. Um, I will say, since baseball is my favorite sport still, that I still play baseball occasionally. But I, you know, you go in there and you play three innings with the sliders up, you know? It's not, it's, it's not what they want out of that. And what, who's buying that game, I guess, is they're catering to the real hardcore simulation people in those games now. Same thing with Madden. Did you pick up RBI? No, I haven't. For the Switch at all? Okay. I heard it was pretty watered down. Yep. But that's more arcadey than like MLG. The show. Yeah. What is it? The, the show. Yeah. Like, I guess simulation. MLB. <laughs> <laughs> Not MLB, sorry. Simulation game for like anything PlayStation up. I'd have to say baseball probably plays the best. Like you got what triple play and the show. 
Like those two probably play the best as far as simulation goes. Just because there's the least bugs and just random shit that happens that shouldn't. And then probably NHL, but... For me, my favorite parts of those games turned out to be me being pretending that I own the team and telling the managers and telling the players what they should be doing. So it was <laughs> like simulating being a billionaire. Right. Nice. So yep. you like, cut those sideburns. <laughs> nice. You play any of the games where you have to like oh, yeah. adjust ticket prices and the hot dogs? Yep. The... Yeah. <laughs> the beard. We're talking about theme so... park simulator? What the fuck are you guys playing? <laughs> You gotta manage the stadium. Make sure you're making enough money to pay the players. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know it got that uh, granular. <laughs> it hmm. tries to, at least. Well, and you gotta love too that in like today's modern like sports game landscape, like you've got <clears throat> obviously Madden coming out every year with no competition because in the early 2000s they bought the or the NFL license out from underneath. 2K, who was creeping up with a better product on their territory. Um, so it's kind of interesting that you've got like this landmark franchise that comes out year after year, but they don't really have to do anything with it other than slap a new roster on there because there's nothing yeah. else, right? Yeah, they try to add like a f- new version of a game mode or something, but it's mainly the same thing. It's like buying every year is pointless. Yeah, for sure. And you know, in basketball, 2K is kind of the gold standard where EA has been trying the past few years putting something out. It just is not catching on. And baseball, you can't even buy a simulation baseball game on 360 anymore or uh, Xbox be- because no. of yeah. right. That's all they get is Sony owns. There was 2K for a while, but that that fell off yeah, like what, was four or five years one, ago. I think. I yeah. And then, you know, hockey, they just don't really care. They keep putting the same thing out. It's like they don't really update it all that much. <laughs> so They did add the the ESHL or whatever thing. Or, is that what it's called? Basically, you make your own guy and progress, and you play with, uh, what is it, five other people online against oh, really? six okay. other people. So it's six on six real people, and you play each position. So you, you got one person that plays goalie and then the other five. Yeah, that sounds cool. Sounds like a nightmare to coordinate everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I assume the person that gets stuck playing goalie <laughs> is just swearing the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like, how would you even be able to see what's going on? Because you have to see you at the end of the thing, but you wouldn't know where the go- what's happening on the other side either, unless they're showing right. the whole thing. But yeah, I don't really know how it is, but I assume it's like as if you're like if you're playing the goalie, I assume you're stuck in like the goalie's eyes, so you have to yeah. watch it all the way down the ice. Huh. Like, does the puck get highlighted? <laughs> like, how do you know when it's coming at you? Yeah. And then I wonder too how far you can actually go out because when you're playing, on, I haven't played an NHL game for a few years now, but I I used to actually play goalie on NHL games. I'd do the create a person and play as goalie, and you could only go a certain distance away from the goal. So like you watch on on live like games, they go out and try to stop the puck when it's coming down for icing. You can't get out there all the time on on there in the created player. Oh. So I wonder if they fixed that finally or what. Because it like, has like an invisible barrier wall where <laughs> you just run out so far and then you're just like skating into nothing and stopped. Huh. <laughs> Fairly entertaining. But again, that was, I don't know, probably three or four years ago. Sure. Yeah, I mean, that it seems like 
the market is set for just basically one major sports game of each sport now. Whereas, you know, PS1, it was like every company trying to do it. So it's pretty crazy where it got to at this point where there's millions more gamers out there, yet they're all kind of lassoed up into, you know, one game for each sport. But uh, I think the last, I guess, little silo that I would put sports games in are fake sports games. And what I mean by that are the best sports games because you're using the interactive platform and creativity of people to make their own sports games and uh not necessarily talking about esports because that's kind of like a whole nother thing uh i'm talking about something that's maybe loosely based on a sport that we already have uh probably the big example i would say right now is rocket league obviously is based on soccer but it's not <laughs> right it's not really soccer in any way shape or form right Yep. I mean, there's a ball and two nets, so it's slightly... <laughs> cars flying. Similar, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, cars <laughs> flying, normal soccer all the time. You got other ones, too, I suppose. Um, What was that one on Xbox that was free a while back? A couple oh, of yeah, years ago? Idarb. <clears throat> Idarb. It's, I can't remember what that's like. Basketball, was it? Or... The best... No, well, it was kind of like soccer. A little bit of soccer and a little bit of basketball. Like... It was sort of like basketball, football, and um, Quidditch all had like a baby. <laughs> and then it crapped out in 16-bit. Iderb. <clears throat> yeah, Iderb is good stuff. Although that was short-lived. I mean, that's only fun for so long. It's probably easier to go back to and play more. It's going to be the, the fake ones because like Rocket League, everybody can get into that. Right. Rocket League is, like, one of the greatest games of all time, that's for sure. It's definitely up there. Alright, so, with that riveting segment out of the way, I think we have successfully completed yet another weekend rental podcast. Justin, why don't you take us home? Alright, so, uh, you can find us, we got a website, it's going to be www.weekend.com podcast.com um, you can also find us on Facebook at Weekend Rental Podcast you can follow us and like us on there um, also on Twitter it's at Weekend Rental PC uh, you can follow us on there uh, YouTube we do have a channel kind of breaks up little segments and posts up there it's Weekend Rental Podcast you can subscribe on there um, we do have an email too feel free to email us um, Ryan checks it almost daily Every hour. <laughs> it's a weekend rental podcast at gmail.com. And we are on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And if you want to go out there and throw us a review, um, that would be greatly appreciated on your platform of choice. Subscribe on there as well. Yes. And as always, be kind, rewind. EA Sports. It's in the game. Which we'll probably make it super annoying for you because I have to like grab a farts McPoopers audio track. <laughs> <laughs>